Good afternoon, morning, evening or night, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Is Mass Effect, bracket, Mass Effect 1, Inside Legendary Edition, Yeah. unclosed bracket, <laughs> as good as they say, a show where we answer the question, is is said piece of media to as what they the, say. yeah, as they say, as the general consensus is, we know better than everyone else, so we're, we're going to answer that yeah. question for you. We've got to decide. We've got to put the, the truth out there. Yeah, we need to use our superior knowledge to let people We've got to know. use our Mass Effect fields, our biotic skills. Yeah, we've we, got to whip out our Omni-Tool and... Yeah, our biotic amps. Our Medi-Gel. We, we need to use all that stuff to, to sort of break down the truth. Do you know how many Mass Effect lore videos I've watched in prep? <laughs> <laughs> I've watched a few. I doubt as many as you. This entire... Uh, topic is quite quite intimidating if I'm being honest yeah um I didn't quite appreciate the depth that they'd put into the Mass Effect universe um I'd, well I, I'd always appreciate it I've always liked Mass Effect but it wasn't until revisiting it now and going through it again just the level of detail they put into it I kept thinking man it's so nice for the stories that they tell through Mass Effect and through all the lore and everything how they get across we've put more thought into this than you, mm -hmm. you know, you know how often it's like in like a story in some video game, it's like, man, I'm noticing shit. That's like, I shouldn't have put more thought in, yeah, in the surface yeah, yeah. level stuff that's distracting me in mass effect. I feel the total opposite. It's like, it's, they've thought so many levels beyond, um, what you even thought possible to begin with. And it's, it's kind of what the whole story is about. There's so much, that's like revealed and planned throughout the whole Mass Effect series. Yeah, but also the the stuff that is just set in stone in the history of the universe. Mm -hmm. They have gone through like centuries of of just history for a fictional universe, and they let you delve into it yeah. as deep as you want to go. Because it's uh, lore, and you know these kind of lore backstory videos and shit, and all this extra detail. It's quite big in games now, like Dark Souls, mm. Destiny, whatever. But here in Mass Effect, it's like the perfect amalgamation of you you get the kind of plot delivered, um, and that's good on its own, but there is this deep history that you do learn through the codex, you do learn through the, the dialogue and just the way people speak. Even it goes so deep that even some of the like nomenclature, the words that certain races throw out, certain gods they're referencing. Those gods have entire histories, backstories. There's like an Asari god. Um, they're always referring to this goddess. Um, yeah. That's like a big thing. But then it's like revealed that the goddess is actually like a Prothean like implant thing. It goes deep. Um, so this is what I mean about like trying to find a jumping on point. Even yeah, talking about this. yeah, but the the thing with that is, I I didn't even know that, but you don't need to. No, it's it's the perfect balance where the the game naturally gives you everything you need to know, mm -hmm. so you can enjoy it and have a good time. But if you are someone that really gets into this shit, yeah, it it has so much to offer. Yeah, so I guess we should try and start sort of top level, sort of. I mean, the basic premise is you're a space James Bond mm. going around the galaxy trying to stop a, an evil threat. Yeah. The most simple level, like an existential um, horror 
threat that's been... We gotta talk spoilers, I mean, I, I don't know like how to break this down without just delving into the deep end, honestly. Because, I mean, I would recommend to just play the games like they're, yourself they're, first. Like They're definitely worth playing. Mm -hmm. So the, the answer to the question, yeah. is Mass Effect as good as they say? I mean, the, the thing is, I don't think Mass Effect 1, going by Mass Effect 1's Metacritic score, is as good as they say. It's not that good. But in terms I, of I it think being it is that good, considering a 2007 game. I think that yeah, is a Yeah, it is hard to consider. What was it on Metacritic? A 91? 91. Yeah, I think for 2007, that game is, is a 91, because I, I couldn't believe <clears> how proficient it is and how well it's it's yeah. held up maybe not with some of the design choices and the gameplay stuff but the actual the story the heart of the plot and the beats of what progresses throughout the game i think it actually has the best plot of a mass effect game um i think what it's able to achieve and how it establishes the entire world it establishes multiple different conflicts, all the different races, establishes the main core cast of characters, gets you to love them all, has all the beats you want, um, the set pieces, the the presentation of it too, I find surprisingly effective, like with the, the, the last set piece of the game that's set on the Citadel. Yeah. That's like a great yeah, set it's, piece ending moment. It's ingenious to take this place that you associate with sort of tranquility and mm -hmm. like sort of a hub. Yeah, yeah. And use that in the way they do. Um, it's it's an amazing way to like. It's like a video game sort of trope at this point. Like you have your base, yeah. and then at some point your base is attacked in some way, mm -hmm. and that's always like a satisfying. Yeah, I agree with okay. everything you've said, but stuff we'll get into later is why I don't think the game is as good as they say. Mm. But I do think it's a game, if you are into video games in any capacity, you owe it to yourself to play this game. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I would always write off Mass Effect 1 um, because it hadn't been legendary editioned. Um, I would say going back to the original would be a bit tough. Um, but they've done a lot of work on modernising it a little bit. But we want to talk about the gameplay later. But I reckon we should just say whatever we want, spoil whatever we want. Mm -hmm. I'm clearly ready to just dive deep into whatever Yeah, let's do it. Whatever let's shit it. I've been okay. reading. Um so that so the basic plot of Mass Effect One, um, even though we just did a brief one, I'm just gonna spoil whatever now. The main kind of thrust is the game of the game is that you discover that there is an ancient race, um well not even a race, it's kind of a an ancient AI creation um, these Reapers, they're mm. an alien race of robots um, that, yeah, you, you find that out in this game, but there are multiple reveals regarding, like, the Reapers and the greater way they kind of interact with the universe. But you find out that these Reaper creatures, they purge the galaxy every 40,000 years or so, um, and they've been doing this for cycles, countless cycles, um, and the kind of thrust of the story is trying to stop the cycle and it's the first time things are kind of going a bit different in the cycle and the reapers are actually scared of what um you as the main character is building up and choosing like through your choices and yeah that is essentially the the point of the first game is to 
they introduce this thing that's been happening for. Mm. I love the the nomenclature they use. It's like all of this is beyond your comprehension. Beyond your comprehension, yeah. we have been around so long. You you can't even understand mm -hmm. it. The reason we're doing it, you can't understand it. Yeah, and, and you actually you find out um, in Mass Effect Three, like the true origin of the Reapers and everything. Yeah, which I I don't think I actually. Yeah, that it's in a DLC, say, so you yeah. never you wouldn't yeah, know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the point of the game is that you sort of make this dent in sort of in destiny in something that has been happening for all of time. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, well, yeah, because that is what's so great about it: the establishing this this threat, this looming threat that's coming. Um, but in in the first game, it boils down to the climax is them fighting one. You know they have hordes of these things coming. And what is so brilliant about Mass Effect 1 is, yeah, they establish the world. And what is so crucial to the Mass Effect world is that the the kind of transportation system that is in the galaxy is like... It's a trap, effectively, that the Reapers have set. So what happens is primitive species evolve to a certain point until they're spacefaring then they'll stumble across some kind of reaper tech or what they think is Prothean tech or whatever which boosts them ahead in terms of evolution and it's kind of a, a tricky way that the reapers are able to nudge uh, different races to evolve down certain paths and it always leads to them discovering, discovering these what do you call them? The mass relays. Yeah. They're these big... What the fuck do you even call them? They're like these big ship things with the, the mass yeah. effect field. Yeah, they look embedded. like a ship and from what they show, you, you can They're fly... They're like slingshots. They yeah, slingshot they, you around the galaxy. Yeah, like light speed. So you mm -hmm. can just get to anywhere in the galaxy. Yeah. And they're all connected in such a way. It's like a... It's like an underground train... Yeah, it's like the underground in London, sort of. Yeah. But across the whole galaxy with the hub being this place called the citadel which is you find out in the game that i think the asari are the first ones to discover the citadel yeah um and from that point they kind of adapt to the technology they obviously live using all the prothean tech and all the reaper tech and everything and they don't realize the reliance they have on it and what they're doing is actually mm -hmm. setting the, a trap for them because the relays are how the reapers reap because it means what they use the citadel as a point of like warping in and then they just go relay to relay shutting the relay down no, yeah, nothing within stranded. nothing locally can escape so they just harvest it mm -hmm. and the way they harvest is horrible and they're like <laughs> They have this innate ability of indoctrinating, they call it, where um, they have this ability of sort of convincing people that, and con controlling people through means that where they believe themselves that they're on the right side, even though... Yeah, it's sort of a case of, um, because this, this is the main antagonist's mind. motivation, mm -hmm. the, the point of indoctrination is that it convinces you that you've already lost. Mm-hmm. And there's the the best thing you can do is become a slave. That's yeah. yeah, well indoctrination is a big thing in all three of the games. Um mm -hmm. and just this is idea of control and AI and rebelling against the created and this cyclical thing. And I 
to me, Mass Effect is about is about evolution. Um, the whole thing, simply, because that's another like genius part of it. Each one of the races, they are kind of like these concepts of, hey, what if there was an alien race where the primary like like the apex species, yeah, yeah. you know, like humans are um, on Earth, like the Asari, for example, they evolved with the ability to mate by like joining nervous systems and they get like get DNA from that and that's how they have like a <clears throat> a versatile species. Yeah, they it, they they talk about um because you can talk to Liara in the mm -hmm. game about how it works. Yeah. And it, it is it's asexual reproduction. Mm -hmm. So like like there are species that do that on yeah. on Earth. Yeah, yeah. But they they sort of use other like sentient beings mm. to improve their DNA. Yeah. To like further mutate them and mm -hmm. awesome idea. Yeah. And that that whole thing with like the Quarians, for example, where they created an AI themselves, and with the Geth, mm -hmm. which rebelled against them. So then they're forced to living in this like flotilla, the all these ships they're they they never settled on a planet. They don't have a well. Their homeworld is overtaken by the Geth, so they're yeah. spacefaring, which meant they're always in these suits. So they've got like yeah, really bad immune um, systems. Yeah, their immune systems really suffered. Mm -hmm. because so there's like always this underlying logic to the way the world kind of works. It 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 makes sense, even though it's they have the biotic powers. They got the silly weapons, the silly sci-fi kind of stuff. There is this underlying kind of logic to it, and the way that everything fits together. Um. Yeah, they, they they came up with rules within this universe, and mm -hmm. they stick to them to a T. Yeah. At least in Mass Effect One, they never break a single rule or setup they make. Yeah, yeah, but the the actual conflict begins with Saren, who's the main villain. He's a Turian who's I think his brother was like killed in the first contact war. So, so he already had an innate thing against humans, um, which kind of drove his initial motivation, which I guess helped um, Sovereign. Is that the Reaper in that? Yeah, yeah. The first Reaper or whatever. Um, so it's kind of two... There's a bunch of reveals in Mass Effect 1. Um, that yeah. Sovereign being a Reaper and, and being a ship or whatever. That's one of the major reveals in the game. Um... Yeah, the way it just comes together seems so natural in the way it's like blocked out over the trilogy. You get just enough in the first game where there's so much mystery, so much intrigue, it leaves on a point, yeah, you've beaten one of them, but there's still all this other shit that's yet to come. Yeah. Yeah, but I do want to say as well, everything they give you in Mass Effect 1, if, if they could have, for whatever reason, never have made Mass Effect 2 or 3, Mass Effect 1 gave you enough. Yeah. It's yeah, a complete it does stand story well. because it, it, it ends with you making a victory but alluding that more is going to happen mm -hmm. in the yeah. future. Yeah, it's so, it's such a good way of having... Like, you overcome an odd. Like an, an impossible odd, but there's still... Like, yeah, it's, so it's, it's the Star Wars thing. Mm -hmm. It's we've destroyed the Death Star, big victory, but we haven't won. Yeah, I, I think about Star Wars in terms of, like... Contrasting it to Mass Effect, it almost feels like 
you know when George would always say, "Yeah, we planned out this whole thing." Yeah. So like, now nah, th- this is like when you've planned shit to a T. I think they spent over a year just in like pre-production, just like figuring out just the world and the history and everything. And mm-hmm. Like, there's so much to it, and it the way it actually is embedded into the story was stuff like the Rachni Wars, um, and the Genophage, and these things that are all linked and they all come together, and like the First Contact War, and how like Ashley, who's a member of your squad, where her like story is that her granddad was like in the first contact war Mm -hmm. and he was the first guy to surrender to aliens so it's like a huge so which is like her explanation as to why she's kind of racist space racist (laughs) space racist yeah so i'm dancing around fucking jumping everywhere but the point is the story and the the lore is what is incredible about mass effect one it's on par with like the great movie worlds, the great books. I really think it's yeah, if not superior. Mm-hmm. It, it stands the test of time. I think this game may have the best sci-fi world I have ever because I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not someone. I prefer when it comes to fiction. I prefer fantasy. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, and swords and, and shields and dragons or whatever. Yeah, but when when I was younger and I was playing this game and the rest of them. I was never that into them, but something was grabbing me. Mm-hmm. And it, it is all of that that you've just talked about. This, just this ridiculously thought through world. Mm-hmm. The, even with the limitations of Mass Effect 1, of which there are many. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that. This, play, this world is so dense mm-hmm. with, with detail and history that you, you're immediately along for the ride. Yeah. But it's also the way it is dripped out, because I said, like, the yeah. genophage, for example. Huge part of each game. Huge part. Mm. Each yeah. game has, like, a an entire section dedicated just to the genophage, and it kind of all comes to a T in the third game. And that's, like, such a rewarding part of the world. And yeah, yeah. It, it does seep into everything. It's it's into, in, like, all the conversations. It's the, it's the major motivations for certain characters. And it feeds into the way, like, the different races have ancient beefs with each other. Because, like, the Salarians, they're, like, bug creatures that... Were they bugs? They're kind of, like, lizard... <laughs> the Salarians? Yeah, yeah. They're, like, yeah, short-lived, they're fast-talking, mm-hmm. really clever... Yeah, really intelligent. Intelligent. Um, yeah, stuff that on a surface level looks like... Yeah, that's yeah, the obvious. Yeah, that's the thing. The obvious, like, tropey things, like the warrior race. Mm-hmm. You know, like every science fiction has their version of it. But the Krogans are such interesting, like, characters. Yeah, and particularly the the stepping off point into that world we get in Mass Effect One being Rex is yeah. a really complex mm-hmm. character. He- yeah, because the Krogan, when you jump in, they're kind of. They're in a bad place. Yeah, they're, awful. They've they, got no like kind of organization as a as a race. They're split up all over the galaxy. They're just like mercenaries and muscle and on their home planet it's just like chaos. Like there's Yeah. And it's they're, they're essentially the, a, a race post genocide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't know what to do about it because going by Mass Effect rules, they're they're not a thinking race. Mm-hmm. They're a fighting race. Yeah, yeah. But what is so fascinating about that is when you actually delve into the Rachni Wars and everything, 
It's like they needed the Krogan. Yeah, in they order. used the Krogan. Yeah, they used feed. the Krogan, and then when the Krogan became too powerful, they <laughs> genetically modified them so they couldn't have kids anymore. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, the way that comes out through the game, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's genius, the way they implement all these, like... It's like echoes of society, obviously, humans, the way... It's breaking up all the way, like, humans, like, beef and have conflict and the, the politics of it, but when you apply it to the sci-fi world... And you have your Krogans, your Salarians. It just comes across like so creative, and it doesn't like hammer down like obvious themes or anything. It's yeah, and it doesn't tell it. It doesn't outright say to you what the right thing to do mm-hmm. is. Well, yeah. The the <laughs> another thing I love about the game is the title. Yeah. Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. It's double meaning with the. It's like the gimmick of the the three games is that the, your choices have a mass effect on on the world. Yeah. But also within like the law, the mass effect fields are absolutely core to the way everything. Yeah, all, which the whole also tech works. had a massive effect on everything because it's how they progress to. Yeah, the light speed travel. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. so thoughtful and self contained in the way it's like, yeah, in twenty one something like humans find something on Mars so that, that opening like Blade Runner crawl where it's like mm-hmm. just sets the scene with that music with that that atmosphere yeah a quick aside did Destiny rip off Mass Effect well that was that was drama um, behind the scenes if you remember do you remember that Jason Schreier article where he's like describing the whole problem behind the scenes at Bungie this is like a total aside but in that in that report, apparently that's part of why the Destiny was like such a mess, is because half of them wanted to make Mass Effect, half of them wanted to do this like online oh. multiplayer thing. Because like, there's definitely enough content in Destiny, like in terms of like maps and worlds and shit, where yeah, they could more, more than Mass Effect. They could, one. <laughs> yeah, because Mass Effect actually does a really good job of like establishing a core and then rejigging the shit they've established in a way to keep it fresh um, yeah. while also having like a great story and everything you want but yeah I mean as far as the story goes I mean you can fucking go forever um, yeah I, I think do you want to go more into like the actual levels or standouts yeah, or uh, just story wise it, it is practically flawless yeah, I have because like each level explores something that's crucial to yeah, the, the world game. as a whole, yeah, and and the plot. Mm-hmm. You never waste time. Yeah, so you got like the Rackney place, or the Rackney level, uh, where Liara's mum shows up, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Noveria. Then there's Ferris, with the. Uh, you know, I heard a crazy detail um, about you know that level where you go to rescue Liara. Yeah. It's like supposed to be one of the first levels of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you can not do that level and wait till like the end of the game and do it. Yeah. And they like change her dialogue. So when she's like brought into the ship and because you've done everything, like you're explaining yeah, everything course, yeah. that's happened. So And then her dialogue's really funny because she's like, I, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> I've, like, I've been like trapped in this thing this whole time. It, that is something the the amount of thought they've put into dialogue, this will this plays more into Mass Effect 2. I've noticed way more of that stuff in Mass Effect 2, but Mass Effect 1, um, it just the order in which you do things, the amount of 
different lines they recorded mm. based on what your character knows and what you've done as the player. It's mind-boggling. It has the best use of the like dialogue tree and actually the different options you can get mm. through it. Um, yeah. It's the most open, which is its <coughs> biggest strength and weakness. Yeah, should we focus on the, the dialogue for a bit? Because that is a core part of this game. Mm. It's part of the Mass Effect. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, it's where my I, I have my first floor with the game. A bunch of... Uh, well, it, it, it's the Paragon Renegade system, mm. which I do think is aged not very gracefully. Yeah, because it it, it basically boils down the playstyle to your one of two things. Most people are they're going to stick to their kind of Paragon choices, yeah, or their Renegade ones. I, I don't see why you would even bother jumping around if you're doing some Paragon, some Renegade. Your bar is only going to be like half on both, and you're not yeah. going to have stat checks. unless you do the glitch. <laughs> then you, then I didn't do any glitches out, this time. I used to do that. I did the like mining glitch on the original one. Mining. There's like a bomb you set off in that Liara level, and there's like an XP. Oh XP yeah, yeah, glitch yeah. You yeah I didn't do. do that either. Yeah, I, I did that on the 360. But yeah, there's a lot of my my issue with the choices is that a lot of the time they boil down. They boil down to choose option that is good and has no consequences, mm -hmm. or choose option that is bad and has loads of yeah. bad consequences. It's it's one of the things about Mass Effect where uh, the the choices actually don't mean that much. Um, yeah, broadly over the trilogy, there are some major things like the the, the Rachni stuff in one, um, the Genophage stuff in two. There is, there are examples of it, and there's especially in the the wider side quest stuff. There's some really cool, like payoffs, um, and the way those come together. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do agree with what you mean. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know why, if you're playing a role playing game, and you're role playing as a guy that's trying to save the universe. Mm -hmm. Why you're even given the option to just be evil? The the idea of being renegade, I understand. Like ruthless. I think the way the game should have worked. This is me totally like spitballing, but I think Paragon those choices should have led to harder gameplay, mm. whereas Renegade would have made the game easier. Oh, so you can in like, terms just of combat, like threaten people out so they don't have to fight or <clears throat> yeah. Bribe so them so Paragon or... you. Say Renegade, you could preemptively shoot people or something in a mm -hmm. room. Whereas Paragon, you wouldn't. So that's that's what they're doing too. Yeah, yeah. Partially, though. Again, yeah. the, the, the choice, I, for example, because I've been doing a Renegade go-through, yeah. but I have been switching to Paragon for certain critical choices. Because I can't... Some I, are just bad. Like, yeah, I can't understand why you could even co even consider the renegade option like the the rack knight mm -hmm. at, at my point of playing the game i i knew nothing about the rack knight i didn't know their history um <clears throat> and from the from the information i was given it didn't make sense to just wipe out this like entire yeah clearly intelligent species mm -hmm. that i'm talking to <laughs> yeah yeah because the 
the Rachni and that that other level with the the like plant thing. Yeah, is it <laughs> called like, the Therian? Th 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 yeah. The Therian on Th. It's on Pharos. Pharos, yeah. It's I'm really bad at remembering all the planets and stuff like that. Um there's just so many. Yeah, I've got most of them in my head. But they they both like enforce the the indoctrination control thing. Yeah. Too. Um, yeah, I don't really have any problems with the story of Mass Effect One in particular. Uh, what about the characters? I mean, I think it has the best villain probably of the three. Yeah, but I I also think it has the weakest uh, squad. Mm. It's it's yeah, yeah the characters aren't weak. It's just the way you interact with them. There's less uh, sort of specifically designed cutscenes. Yeah, there's no like loyalty mission type thing. Yeah, yeah, but there, there's just less flair in general. You you go down to a character, you talk to them on the ship. It's just shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse mm. shot, shot, and they they don't show any emotion mm -hmm. or anything. They it's just their lines, then then you get to choose your lines. The voice acting carries it in one. Yeah, for sure. And the like dialogue writing, I guess. Yeah, and all the information you're given. You, mm. you just don't have that that touch like you do in Mass Effect Two where bit slicker. Yeah, it's slicker when you're talking to Garrus and he sort of turns away from the camera because he's in grief about his squad that mm -hmm. was killed. Yeah, yeah, them. yeah. They definitely upped that as it went along. Yeah, big time. But again, it came out in 2007. It yeah. is. It, it's cruel to compare, but going by Mass Effect Legendary Edition was released this year. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that I, stuff is weaker. I, I I'm not mad about Liara's mum that much. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, it it just suffers from the the lack of like cinematic flair they could put into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Limited by the attack at the time. Yeah. Because that would be like a huge story beat normally mm -hmm. or like a huge point of drama, but it's almost like... Yeah, and the fact that it is an option to bring Liara on that mm -hmm. mission. That's the thing. It's like when you have to design it to be so broad, you are going to miss certain certain things like that. But overall, I, I like the story in the way... It establishes the world and the like the mechanics of everything, like we said, and the races and shit. So. Yeah, without a doubt. Does it end like it? It sets the seeds for the other games in Mass Effect One. There's like the side quests with Cerberus. They set that stuff up. Um. Yeah. Yeah, well, that stuff's good. <clears throat> I do want to mention. Um, there's actually a really cool hidden mechanic in Mass Effect One. Really? Yeah, so with with each character you you have your Paragon Renegade stat that you can see. Mm. But the way you talk to each character influences their Paragon Renegade that you don't see. But oh. it affects the lines that they say to you in critical moments. Wow. So if 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 you agree with uh <clears throat> Ashley mm -hmm. about all the racism stuff, she goes down to more renegade oh. and then in her voice lines in the game you so on your team you always have like the angel and the devil on your mm -hmm. shoulder yeah, one of yeah. them will tell you to do one thing one of them will tell you to do the yeah, other yeah yeah 
which one says it depends on their independent Paragon Renegade Oh, I status. didn't know that, yeah. God, I didn't know it tracked it independently like that. Yeah. No, I, I saw it on a channel called Game Maker's Toolkit, which I highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah, Mass Effect 1 doing shit like that. This is what I mean. And no other Mass Effect. Th and there were still things in Mass Effect 1 that I was seeing that I'd never seen before. I couldn't say yeah. the same about 2 or 3. Um, that is what is unique about 1. Yeah, and I sort of feel like there is still more. If I went back and played it again, mm -hmm. I'd see stuff that I didn't see this time. Mm -hmm. There's even weird stuff like... There's a side quest in Mass Effect 3 you can only do if you did like a really random side quest in Mass Effect 1. Really? Mm -hmm. Last note on the... While we're talking about story or whatever. Music. Um, and just general atmosphere presentation. Mm. Um, again, the it's so important for that first one to establish the identity... And it just nails it. Within the first 15 minutes, the the identity is so strong. Within the first 10 seconds, mm -hmm. I was immediately in. Because I bought this game on a whim. I, you know, I, I've been down on this game for, <laughs> for ages. I was mm -hmm. like, there's no fucking way I'm ever playing Mass Effect 1 again. This game is trash. Yeah. I, I go on the game, hear that menu music. Mm -hmm. That main menu music is enough to motivate anyone to start this game. I truly believe that. There's, the soundtrack is next level. It shits over the other two soundtracks. Oh, yeah. It, it shits over... It might be one of the best sound like video game soundtracks. Because um, it's like an old way of thinking the way they do the music in that game. Cause it's like fucking always playing music. Yeah, um, yeah. But every area, almost like a Mario world, has like its music, and you will never forget that fucking music. Yeah, the, if if you were just played, <clears throat> if you were played the Neveria music, it, it takes you to the location, yeah. the like color palette, the the yeah, enemies, yeah, yeah. like the story beat, yeah, everything. It's so it's so well done with the, and everything presentation wise like that. Yeah, major props. Yeah, and that that soundtrack, it's like establishing that main theme you said about with the and the the, the galaxy, galaxy map, the shit. like Normandy when you're in the ship music. Mm -hmm. It's that that synth, the droning synth. It, yeah, it's so cool. Absolutely obsessed with it in Mass Effect One. <clears throat> yeah, without a doubt. Gameplay. That's when things get interesting, because while well, we've been like praising this game all over. For its like story and its world building and everything, gameplay is more complicated because I got to tell you, I played this on Insanity and there were points where I was pulling my hair out. Um, not even at like the straight gameplay, but the just the jank awkwardness of like old games from that time. It's the only Mass Effect game where you have you can actually look at the the map mm -hmm. in like every level. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it falls under gameplay, I guess. The level design is fucking atrocious. It is so fucking bad. Yeah. I can only put up with it because I've played the game so many times so I know where to go. Yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't. Mm -hmm. this, the, it, it took me back exactly to why I was saying to you, I'm never going to play this fucking game again. I think it's shit. Mm -hmm. because they often give you answers to things by you have to like actually read in the journal like what it's telling yeah, you to which, do. <laughs> which I don't necessarily have a problem with but it, even when it's not that it the, the signposting is uh, non-existent the signposting is really bad they they actually improved it in this version 
Really? The signposting. You know, in, in Mass Effect, it, it kind of became an established mechanic when you're scanning over an area. If there's something of note, it's kind of highlighted, so you know that there's something important. Yeah, yeah. I don't really remember Mass Effect 1 having it with the range it does that, that it does right. now. Because I remember, like, there's, there's like a process through going through a level. You, like, want to make sure you're going not the main way. Yeah, you want to comb everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that being really awkward in um, Mass Effect 1 and 2 um, originally, and they've definitely changed that. Should we talk about the changes then first? Um... Yeah. Because the gameplay is better. A lot better. Without a doubt. Um, There's feedback now, hit markers, just yeah. in general. The, like the, the camera placement, the HUD is all different. They tweaked a hell of a lot. It's definitely the one they tweaked the most. Um, that's why it was delayed, wasn't it? Because they wanted to get one. <clears throat> yeah, I think better. if they'd have released Mass Effect 1 in a state where it just played the same as original I wouldn't Mass have played it. No. Because it was really bad. I, I don't know if you remember, but like the the accuracy on weapons, mm -hmm. the, it would bloom immediately. There was no visible recoil. The screen wouldn't move. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and then it would take forever to become accurate again. They, yeah. They've totally redone the whole system. It does feel... It feels surprisingly good mm -hmm. when it's working properly. Yeah. Yeah, you can't take out that inherent jank from yeah. the game. Um, it's it's way more like physics based than two and three. Yeah, because you're in the Mako a lot. This fucking car thing. Um, so you're jumping in and out of that, like traveling around. And I I, th I think the Mako was like the worst, probably the thing I dread most in Mass Effect One. Um, yeah. Those parts just aren't fun. <laughs> yeah, and every single side quest in the game comes down to you being just placed in a procedurally generated square of a map. Yeah. And then... There's the green planet and the red planet. And the, yeah. The <laughs> well, there's, there's like 15 green planets, 15 <laughs> red planets, and yeah. 15 white planets. Mm -hmm. uh, that shit fucking sucks. I think, it's, I think it's perfectly legitimate to just do main missions in Mass Effect 1. Yeah. Fuck around in the Citadel, do Bring Down the Sky, and just do the main missions. But even... Bring Down the Sky was a DLC for Mass Effect 1. It's got to be one of the worst DLCs I've ever played. Um... Yeah, it's not very good. Um... The, the only thing it adds to Mass Effect 1 is the race that you never see being the Batarians. Mm -hmm. Which is quite significant if you Yeah, play again, as, uh, I just like the story stuff. I don't like the yeah. design of that, that the way it works. It's terrible. It's ter because it's just another... And it was map. even worse in the original. You know, in, you know, you're like driving around and these like turrets come out the ground. Mm -hmm. In the original, you could just like park on a mountain and just like shoot the cannon down <laughs> and kill them for like... <laughs> you like can do that in the majority of Mako combat. Um, the, the com I couldn't on Insanity. I had to be really? pretty... Yeah. Even with that being said, that there is no thought through combat. Oh, no, the combat sucks. Um, they did adjust it slightly so you can move around and repair now. You couldn't in the move original; before. it like locked you in yeah. place. <laughs> that is so stupid. <laughs> so when you were fighting like Thresher Moors, it was like awful. Yeah, but the, the, this all stems from what Mass Effect One was originally meant to be, mm -hmm. which is a game totally different to Andromeda. What we got. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's 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 a case where 
their limitations drove them to make a better game mm -hmm. than if they did get to do this procedurally generated Andromeda game. Because I, I, I still don't think now procedural generation is in a place where you can make no. a quality narrative. It's the kind of thing where it's, it sounds like really awesome and alluring, but in... Mm -hmm. When you actually play No Man's Sky, it's actually like... In practice, yeah, we just can't do the numbers. It... To me, a hyper-focused, more linear experience with like ultimate planning, with a focus on the story like Mass Effect, that to me is much more valuable than the idea of... With the admittedly cool idea of exploring like a galaxy going planet yeah, yeah, to planet. Yeah. But you've got to choose one of those things. Mm -hmm. They tried to do both. One of them fell... <laughs> flat on its face so fucking hard um, but the other stuff was so good that it yeah, it was enough to you know they're lucky they there. made the universe they, they did mm -hmm. because this gameplay ain't, ain't carrying shit what sort of abilities did you use because so, it breaks down into three major sort of gameplay options you got your guns you got yeah, your straight biotics. combat magic and tech yeah. Tech and magic are pretty similar. Yeah. Um, it's just the way all of it works. Mass Effect 1 is pretty jank. You you can't do what you can do in the later games where you can map multiple abilities to like the bu the bumpers or you know multiple yeah. keys or whatever. I mean, I, I played on PC, which works differently. So you can map every ability to the numbers mm. and just immediately yeah. spam them all out. Did you play like a... What, what so class I, did you play? I, I played as an engineer, which meant the only weapon that I could like upgrade my skills in was pistols. Mm -hmm. But you get all the abilities though. You get all these abilities where you can like deal loads of damage to shields, you can make it so You like hack AI and shit. Yeah, you can you can make AI attack their their friends, you can it's it's loads of fun shit. You can like use an ability that makes it so anyone that gets hit by that ability can't use any of their abilities. Mm -hmm. So it, the thing is, what it turned into in the later part of the game, because I played on hardcore, I think. Not the hardest, but up there. Um, what it turned into was get into a room, hold shift, and just go through them. <laughs> Mm. Just use ability, ability, ability. Yeah, because ability. each each power in Mass Effect <clears throat> 1 recharges independently. Yeah. So you can just use... When you're a class like that, you have a million powers, so you can just spam a million powers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I would do on Insanity is kind of rely on the powers that ragdoll people. Yeah. Once That's the tactic. But the thing is, when you get to a certain point in the game where you can put explosive rounds on your weapons, <laughs> which means every single shot you shoot and hits near or hits the target, mm. they just fall over. Yeah. And then once they've fallen over, you continue to shoot them. They move a You don't bit. even need explosive rounds for that. Some of the, like, poison rounds do it, even. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you just read the descriptions, because that's another fuck thing about the game, is the, like, equipment system. It's cool that there is like so much loot and whatever. Yeah. But the way, uh, what is the problem with it? Are you getting too much of it, and then the the UI is so awkward, and like comparing everything is such a pain in the ass. You just never want to do it. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, they, they, it's organized in a way where the best thing is normally at the top. Mm. Well, you can choose how you sort it, but that that's how I, I never changed how it was sorted, mm. and that's just how it was for me. Yeah. yeah. So. 
I'd pick up like a thousand things, then just go into the menu, put on the best thing, and then be good for the next five hours. Yeah. And then you go until you start getting the warning messages that you're going to be over-encumbered or whatever. Yeah, and then you have to go through the menus, mm-hmm. putting the trash can thing yeah. on every single Which one. Which wasn't in the original. Yeah, so it took even longer. Yeah. This is a lesson to anyone making an RPG. Carry limits. Not fun. Never yeah. do it. Yeah, not fun. Weight limits, no. Just don't do it. Do, do the Dark Souls thing. Mm-hmm. Infinitely better. Well, they do that in Mass Effect 3, don't they? Where it's kind of like your powers come back based on how heavy you are, how much shit you have equipped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but also you're not like carrying a bunch of equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes to your ship and mm-hmm. shit. It, it, it doesn't make sense that Shepard is carrying like a thousand fucking guns and mm-hmm. armors yeah. and shit on him. So why even why put is there a cap a limit? on it? Yeah. yeah. Why even care about it? Yeah, I mean... What do you think of like the enemy variety? Um, in they rely terms, on the guess quite heavily in Mass Effect One. Yeah. In terms of how they look, it's quite varied. In terms of how you deal with them, it's always the same. But they've got a couple of different gimmicks. They've got like heavy guys that sprint at you. Awful. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> Fucking. Terrible. They're really annoying on um insanity. Yeah, I you've got to like it. freeze them or just get them on the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there, there's the Geth that sort of jump around and snipe. They're you. my personal least favorite. Yeah, any sniper character, bullshit. Yeah, because on the difficulty <laughs> I was on, they killed me in one hit. <laughs> really? They yeah. have that annoying move where they like hit you with this thing, and then everything's like overheated for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that as well. <laughs> um, like that. There's a huge difficulty spike early, early on when you. Uh, when you go to Liara, mm. you have to fight one of the four-legged Geth. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 impossible. It's it's yeah, that is that. Part. You just have to do it over and over I and over again. I died so many times until you get the lucky one. Well, the way I it's did terrible. it was I just got a sniper and just stood really far back because the AI is a bit fucky mass fit once. Yeah, so just, yeah. Actually, the the AI I think is a little bit broken in all of them. Um, is this a legendary edition thing? I think it might be an, a legendary edition thing, a bug where some of the AI just straight up aren't activating. They're just standing mm. there, um, not moving, or whatever. Some buggy shit like that, the achievements are fucked. Um, I did a Mass Effect 2 on Insanity, didn't get the achievement for it. Um, yeah, weirdly, after I finished Mass Effect 1, um, yeah, when I finished the last level, I got an achievement for f- finishing five levels with Aquarian. Mm-hmm. On my team, I hadn't done a single level with Aquarian on my team. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I never had to the achievements are just fucked. They're yeah. fucked. Yeah, they're um, totally ruined. Because the, the, there's like ones for uh, using powers a certain amount of times. I definitely 100 mm-hmm. did, did used it more than 30 times, but there are like two of them I still haven't unlocked. Um, shit like that's annoying, but largely it was pretty good all the, all the glitches all the main glitches i had in mass effect one were the exact same ones i had in that yeah. original version on the eden prime where like the music just fucking breaks for some reason like in the last part where you're diffusing bombs there's just no sound mm-hmm. um i always used to get that glitch on the original that i think that level is just like fucked the like source code <laughs> must be just yeah. like so fu- yeah because mass effect one is a bit fucky because they couldn't even include pinnacle station which was an awful mass effect one dlc was that the it was like this horde mode the thing. The VR horde mode mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So I I know some people are sad it's not in there, but I'm actually happy that that's not in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I was wondering why it was never on my map. And I was like, I, d- I mean, I don't give a shit. Mass Effect 1 has the worst DLC. Um, yeah, 2 and 3 terrible. actually have DLC that's like must play, improves the whole like universe type shit, whereas 1's whatever. Um, yeah, it might make your experience worse. Other little like quality of life things that piss me off in Mass Effect 1. Um, just going around the galaxy maps really annoying because they don't have like labels that like st- yeah, that stay quests. there to yeah for yeah, cyclists. Even after you've done um, any of the main quests, they they stay tagged there mm-hmm. as if like you're gonna want to go back because all well, in that, all that's so you can like go back to do side quests and things. Are, are there even many in the main? There's a fair amount of like conversations you can have and like extra stuff to do in all of the main yeah I, I just found most of it i was motivated enough to do it while doing the main missions mm-hmm. i think like that's what most people it's do. designed in such a way for you to do that i think but this being said that there aren't very many main missions in mass effect one these are like custom designed actual levels you've got eden prime you've got the liara map which is as the the yeah, there's Novaria, Pharos, Vermeer, and then the last level. Mm-hmm. But each one of these, some of them are multiple hours long. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's a lack of content or anything, but when each actual gameplay-wise, mm-hmm. each mission is so poorly made, <laughs> <laughs> like it is kind of embarrassing. You know, in- it's like aged. It, yeah. It, this is again why I didn't want to go back to the game Mm -hmm. so the side stuff shit if if you got to if you're playing Mass Effect 1 for the first time and you get to the Liara planet and you can't get past that geth four legged thing (laughs) and then you stop you know what fair enough (laughs) if you get to Noveria and then you get lost in the science labs and then you decide to never play again Fair enough. If you're doing Ferris and you get lost on the way back to kill the fucking tree and then you never play again. Auto saves are terrible in Mass Effect 1 as well. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, it, the game it's, it's crazy. The game it almost feels like it's doing everything it can to just piss you off and make you not want to play the game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time it's saying, look at this fucking universe we made. Look how awesome all this shit yeah. is. No, I know that exact thing you're describing. Um... I've played it enough times for that, that yeah. rage to come out. Um, and I did have some like really annoying moments where I was like, oh my god, I do, do not miss this part of it. Mm-hmm. It's the only one of the three where I've been feeling that. Um, where like the, the design like so, so fucking dated in ways. Um, yeah. Well, it, it just, it really feels like that contrast of... Uh oh shit, we can't do this procedurally generated thing. Mm-hmm. We need to make these missions. Yeah. We'll make six missions. Yeah, I don't think anyone's out here making the argument that Mass Effect 1 is the best side content or anything. No. But also, the thing that saves it is that Citadel last level. If you have done yeah. enough side shit to become like really powerful, yeah. and you're just annihilating, and you're going through the Citadel, like, yeah, God, it's a great last level. To, and yeah, then that, really that, good. that that uh, check you the conversation we have with Saren, where you can get him to kill himself. Kill himself. So fucking dark and such a cool like yeah payoff for building up your like paragon and stuff. And you, it it's like a moment of 
weakness for him. Yeah, but also it doesn't really. It, it's more comedic than anything mm -hmm. if you're doing it, Renegade. You basically oh, just say to him, uh, Why don't you just kill yourself? Yeah, you're, you're like, um, Kill yourself or you're a pussy, basically. And it works. And he's like, Fuck. Maybe you're right. Yeah, and then he shoots himself in the head. Like, it's, it's a really weird. The, the Paragon one makes more sense. Yeah, I, I can believe that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it, it, it just seems quite silly. Mm -hmm. the, I will not deny there's a lot of silliness in there. Mm. There's corniness, for sure. You, you, there's, like, inherent corniness to um, all the different, like, aliens and shit. And they've all got, like, everyone's sort of, like, got the same body. <laughs> Yeah. Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> there's like the there's like, especially with humans, there's like one type of guy and one type of girl. Yeah, it's just less noticeable when like every Krogan looks the same because mm. they're fucking aliens. Yeah, but, they're just, yeah. There's man body and woman body, in terms of humans. Oh, do you know it. why Krogans have like the weird hunchback? No, <laughs> they're like camels. They've got like a hump. And it stores nutrients so they don't have to like eat and drink so they can just fight. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense for like the warrior race or whatever. Yeah. Um, anything else major in Mass Effect 1 before we head over to Jar Twitter and see what the Jarlings think? Um, although I've been shitting on the gameplay and stuff, it does get really fun once you get over the hump. Yeah. Once yeah. you become overpowered... Yeah, this is with the context of... We're very familiar with it, too. Uh, I am much less familiar with Mass Effect than you are. You have played the whole game before, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what's up in terms of that kind of stuff, so... The new surprises for someone who's just jumping in for the first time might... I don't know. They might not be annoyed by some of the things we are. Yeah, or be more annoyed by stuff that we might have even looked at. Well, yeah, I'd, I really don't know what it would be like jumping into this without caring about Mass Effect at all. <laughs> yeah, this, I, I think it's genuinely hard to not care from what the game gives you. Well, yeah, let's see what the Jarlings think. I just tweeted out, thoughts on Mass Effect 1? Uh, at Yunoga MK2 said kind of boring for most parts and inferior and 90% of the way it's to Mass Effect 2. I like some of the immersive gameplay mechanics, but that's about it. Just pales when compared to ME2. Somewhat true. Yeah, I actually can't wait to talk about Mass Effect 2 because I finished it like a yeah. few days ago. And I've... Yeah, it might be a little while away because I'm yeah, yeah. a little bit through. Well, yeah, but... so you, you just finished Mass Effect 1 um, and yeah, I, I will say, um, after going from the peak of Mass Effect 1 into the start of Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect Remastered gameplay, from what I've played, feels better than original Mass Effect 2 gameplay, so I assume they didn't tweak it at all. Um, you do get slightly more feedback, I think, okay. in 2. Yeah, it's just... Um, I think the gameplay is just better in 2. The thing with 2 is it... To me, it suffers more from the Gears of War era of yeah. games. Mm -hmm. It's you're very sort of sluggish. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we can get into that when we eventually do Mass Effect Two. Yeah, because um, I've um, got some similar hair pull out moments from Two. But yeah, the the yeah, I think that's pretty much true. To be honest, I haven't played enough of Mass Effect Two again to say. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's boring though. I wouldn't say Mass Effect One is. Unless yeah. you're just doing side stuff for ages. Mm -hmm. 
but the, yeah, I can see it. The story is enough for you to never be bored. Yeah. Keck Flexington says it was excellent. Major shout out to the Elcor ambassador for being such a cool guy. That's another thing I like is um, there's so many races in the game, mm-hmm. and there's kind of a hierarchy within the game of like. In the Citadel, there are only a select few races who are on the, like, council. But yeah. there are all these other races that are, like, doing their own shit. And, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, integrated into the Citadel, but they're not involved in the government in the same way. Yeah, So yeah. you have, like, the the Hanar, the Elcor. Volus. <laughs> Volus. Shout out to the I Volus. love the Volus there. Yeah. No, their story is actually really cool. They're like a merchant race. Mm-hmm. Because they're so physically incapable. Yeah, that they they're just really good at like <laughs> trading shit. Yeah, I, all of the races are are pretty great to me. There's only yeah. one I'm not mad on. Um, there's like screamy ones from the Vulture. The Vulture, they got a stupid <laughs> name. They got a stupid look. They're not in aspect ones. So yeah, yeah. Not even a strike against the game. <laughs> um, Power Couch says masterclass world building and sci-fi atmosphere and gaming. Geeky, talky, lovable. Focuses more on storytelling than action and one-liners. Unfortunately dragged down by clunky gameplay, reused assets, and maker. The one in the series with the most passion and soul. Like it's like the mo- it's like the most pure unfiltered, pure just creativity. Yeah. It's like no- yeah. it feels like there's nothing holding it back. I don't know if that last part is fair to say against Bioware. Like the part Passion and Soul bit. Yeah. I get. I, I think like, that's what they mean, though. Is like it's that that creative spark where they yeah. like just go crazy, come up with this shit, mm-hmm. and they actually did it, and they managed to get it in the game in a way that, sure, some of it's fucky, but worth. damn, they actually did it. Absolutely worth. Um, good shout out to the uh, the reused assets as well. Mm-hmm. The this game is bogged down with reused assets, big time. This is some Destiny shit we're talking about. But yeah, it's like it's genuinely that bad. But do you think even in like the main missions it's that bad? What do you think is when you're including um, the extra shit? It feels like within the main missions they reuse assets from themselves. Yeah. You know? They like do. the connecting corridors and shit mm-hmm. and the the layouts. It feels that this reference will go over everyone's head apart from yours, Mission Maker. <laughs> it's like they've they've built mm-hmm. these assets. Someone for, will get it. They've built the Ferris assets. Let's connect these corridors. Yeah. Like I think that's the worst designed level to me, is actually that Rachni one with the... Neveria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you got to, like... There's this awful part where you've got to, like, go into this, like, AI thing and deactivate something. Yeah, there, there's one of those puzzles where uh, there's three slots and you, you can't... Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to fucking explain yeah. it, but it's, Yeah, there's a couple... Just navigating around that area is just so... To me. Yeah, yeah, that was my least favourite part of the game. Yell of the North says, Very good, but only good and worth playing if you plan on playing the whole trilogy. I don't think it's much on its own, personally, but I haven't played the remastered version or any of the DLC. I think now that's true, yeah. Although I said the game, like, in its story, it stands alone mm-hmm. but now yeah I, I if you were only going to play Mass Effect 2 because you've heard all the good stuff about Mass Effect 2 you don't need to play Mass Effect 1 so yeah. I mean, that, that's how we both played Mass yeah, Effect 2 yeah we started with 2 time. but I don't know going back to 1 is like where a lot of my fondest Mass Effect memories are really 
يا Milamba says, I think the remaster or whatever will show that this game was far ahead of its time when it came to storytelling, a flawed masterpiece from my memory. I think that's a good shout, actually, with the... Because it's easy to get bogged down in the jankiness of it and forget yeah. actually how good what the, the, the like story, the overarching yeah, like, and plot it, of that game is. We'll totally be taking it for granted at this point, what well, they was, did with that this game. This is something I'm so happy about, actually, is that Mass Effect has been left on such a fucking downer for so long. Since mm -hmm. 2012. And it only went lower with Andromeda. So yeah, and Andromeda put the nail in the coffin for me. Again, it was another reason why I was so negative on Mass Effect 1. Mm -hmm. Knowing that it led to Mass Effect 3, which then led to Andromeda, how am I supposed to get invested mm -hmm. in this universe? But that's what's so good about the Legendary Edition is all three of them packaged in, you you have the perspective now. Mm -hmm. So even though you know what's coming with like Mass Effect 3 or whatever, there's still you're you're seeing the positives a bit more instead yeah, of for sure. having to foc hyper focus on the negative shit. Um, everything says best of the three wasn't just a Gears of War clone. Has a real antagonist unlike ME two. Saren is cool as fuck. What the fuck was a human reaper as opposed to a regular one? Anyways, so that's spoilers for my understanding of the human reaper is that because they're so like scared of Shepard. Um, Every cycle, the, the Reapers are harvesting DNA to build a Reaper. Right. So they're like making one out of every harvest, like the perfect amalgamation of all of that genetic data. Um, my understanding is that they, they're like so fearful and respectful of like Shepard or whatever and what you're doing is that they're making one in the form of him. <laughs> right. <that> shit. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't played Mass Effect 2 yeah. recently, so I didn't know. Um, the human reaper is weird though we'll get into that yeah <laughs> yeah it's a reaper baby but yeah I, I, I can't say that Mass Effect 1 is the best of the three I just can't I can only say that for the story really yeah yeah I'll, I'll totally accept that the story is the best but nah it, it, it's not the best game no 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 um because there are these sects of form now of people that are like, man, I wish two and three were like the same, the exact same as one sort of thing. <laughs> um, I, I I understand what they did, y yeah, um, but I I also can empathise with those that reminisce on like another direction it possibly could have gone. Um, let's end on this one then from uh, Leon the Akpan. An exemplar for video game storytelling, character writing, and world building, as well as being a sci-fi, sorry, as well as being a sci-fi world staple that for me topples Star Wars. Despite its technical limitations at the time, it manages to still be one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah, that's pretty much how I feel on it. Um, I'm definitely skewed because of my nostalgia for it and everything. But I feel like I've been pretty fair with it. I know what's up with the game. I know what's good and bad about it. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, and you, you can totally like a game to an excessive degree without having to say like it's the best thing ever made. You can see yeah, for flaws sure. in it for sure. And yeah, Akpan. No, I, I think you actually Akpan's see great. the flaws more if you're into it. You, if you're the yeah, one who's yeah, most yeah. into it, yeah. you see shit more than those who don't who don't give a fuck. Yeah, um, and it. I agree with the the Star Wars thing to an extent. 
because the universe is more thought. Th- well, yeah, for me, thoughtful and thought through. Yeah, because for me, growing up as like a Star Wars kid, and then kind of disconnecting with Star Wars because it was so shit for ages. <laughs> that was right as Star Wars became shit. Was when like Mass Effect like came in to my life and was like, yeah. here you go, have like a science fiction universe to get obsessed with. Or what, yeah, I just wish Mass Effect had lightsabers because like. <laughs> There's no, there's no cooler weapon than a lightsaber in sci-fi. There isn't. Sorry, guns are lame. Swords yeah, are cool. Mass Effect doesn't have its like weapon. They tried with the like uh, Omni Blade thing. That's like the yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. It's not. It's not the. It's <laughs> nah, not it. Ain't cool. It's 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 not like the details that like that that make Mass Effect cool. Yeah. No. The the iconic Mass Effect thing is Shepard's little. Head dent mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's his weapon. And an underrated thing in the Mass Effect trilogy is like space battles. There are loads of really good yeah space battles. Yeah, the one at the really end cool. of one is really cool where they take out the the Reaper and the way it's like cutting between you fighting mm-hmm. Saren and then it goes off to what the Normandy's doing. Although that is fucking that boss fight sucks. Sorry, but it it does, and I I don't like the way they use that cut to regenerate the boss's health. That is lame. I, Show I, him doing something that mm-hmm. gives him his shields back. Yeah. Don't just cut away to the Reaper being hurt, and then give him more health. <laughs> like what? Yeah, yeah, that is weird. Um, Nitpick. The game's just sort of like that, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. Ag- again. What Pan said basically is that the game was way ahead of its time. Yeah, on that note, and one of the main reasons I actually think this is the the way to play it. Um, if you remember playing it on the original versions, there's that like slight load thing you could sometimes see when the game is figuring out, oh, you chose this option. Mm. Okay, now I've got to load this shit. Yeah, yeah. That's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe every now and again you kind of notice it, but the way it's loading is fucking seamless. So it's not interrupting the flow. Yeah. And that flow is like huge to the way the game works. And I was thinking about it back in the day. You just kind of get used to it. When a mm-hmm. game's like kind of janky and fucky and you're just like taking like a second to Yeah, I, I actually can't believe we put up with that shit. Because yeah. we like, I didn't you even just have didn't a smartphone at the time. I wasn't doing anything during the, you get into an elevator and back in the original, that shit moved slow. Like yeah. on, on the Normandy, they move really slow, and they have these really long conversations that the characters have to fill that time because they knew the loading screens were yeah, so long. Yeah. Um, and now you actually have the option to skip the mm-hmm. elevators. Yeah, it's just boom done. Yeah, the way they do it is funny too because it's like speeding up the actual asset in the game instead of like yeah, yeah, yeah. fast forwarding. It's really weird. Um, but I'm so glad they implement stuff like that. Mm. Um. The only other thing I can think of throwing out for this is the art direction changes based on the new resolution and the the upping of the, um, you know, the lighting, the textures. Yeah, yeah. Because I know before you you were coming down on the idea that there was something lost in that mood, the atmosphere that was in the original, which was had that film grain slider up to the fucking max. Like the <laughs> yeah. lowest resolution. That fucking <laughs> but there was a sort of gloominess. Not it, not like it was all 
depressing and I know what you mean. It was just this kind of like you were in a, a, a military ship, specifically the Normandy. When you're on board the Normandy, mm-hmm. originally it felt like this is a ship that is designed for fighting. Like it, mm-hmm. it's for it's a military ship. Whereas now it's sort of I don't know the glossiness takes away from it. I don't think it should be a place you really. Yeah, it's sort of more in line with two and three now, with the way that Normandy kind of. Yeah, but I, I loved the contrast as well originally from Mass Effect One's Normandy being this like, sort of like you wouldn't really want to be on board this thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a military vessel, and then Mass Effect Two, it's like this is a a private organization's like luxury. Mm-hmm. You get a double bed in this this. They took the the, the sh- like shitter design and just nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Which really works for the what you're doing in Mass Effect One versus Mass Effect Two. Mm. So the, I mean, it's a really slight thing. That I was, I was kind of all primed and ready for that to to be something that really annoyed me, like it does in the Halo anniversary, the first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it's just like so fucking wrong. Um, but it, it, I don't know. It didn't really bother me that much because some of the big examples of changes are like Eden Prime is one of the main ones. Um, but like the color of the sky is completely different because the, the lighting yeah, is different. Yeah, um, yeah um, I, I do get the case for why, and I would not blame anyone for being bothered by that. But um, The thing is, the, the more I played it, the more I forgot, and the game just turned into exactly what I remembered it being. Yeah, and they tinker with it so much, like changing Shepard's model to be the two and three one. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely. That makes better. a huge difference. <laughs> um, Apart from when he crosses his arms, I'm sure you noticed it as well. Mm-hmm. The the body like clipping. He just That's looks, the thing in all of them. <laughs> he looks totally fucked though when he crosses his arms. <laughs> it's oh, just yeah. a funny. There's, little there's thing. definitely loads of like fucky bug eye like because <laughs> it's weird now because the game like the graphics look genuinely incredible for um, Mass Effect One at points. But it's rooted within this like ancient animation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and the, the animation is like fifty percent of it to me, mm-hmm. and so I couldn't look past that stuff. And yeah, yeah, I found out today that the reason the um, animations are so bad in Andromeda is because they're forced to use. Um, oh shit! Frostbite. Frostbite. Yeah, mm-hmm. which had no baked-in animation like tools, so they had to do it all from scratch. Yeah, yeah. It's just and like, they, what the fuck Mass are you Effect fucking 3, doing? They, like, nailed the, you know, the the, the, yeah. the little animations they mm-hmm. do and shit when they talk. Oh, yeah. 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 And I guess they didn't want to pay Epic yeah, that was 10% a, or Yeah, that was a stupid EA thing for the time. They've given up on that, but... Yeah, just fucked, like, a, like 10 years of their games, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're pretty much done here, bro. Yeah, for um, sure. Well, I mean, we could ramble on for yeah another six hours, I reckon, but I don't know. What do you think? Do you think we're right? Do you think we're wrong? If you think you're we're wrong, then leave. Don't come back. Are my shorts too short or are they not short enough? Are my nipples too pointy? I I just don't know. Yeah. Um, let us know your thoughts in the comments or whatever. Uh, I... <laughs> We'll probably put this up as like a, a podcast as well. That makes sense. It's so yeah, for long. sure. It's like a whole discussion thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And I think it was the correct decision to do each game separately because. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, I, yeah. I hope you enjoyed the, our ramblings on this. But uh, it's, I don't know, a great series that I think everyone should play. So. Yeah, so play Mass Effect One, get back to us, start Mass Effect Two, then we'll hopefully, well, I'll hopefully finish Mass Effect Two. Yeah. Yeah. I should go. Shepard. Rex. Shepard. Rex. Shepard. Rex. Shepherd. Rex. Shepherd. Rex.